0: On this week's episode of Beyond the Rig, we've got Steve Higby with us. He's been a veteran driver for about 14, 15 years. He's got over 2 million miles, and he's trained almost 100 different students.
1: Let's get trucking.
0: This is Beyond the Rig.
1: Welcome back to Beyond the Rig.
0: It's Good to be back.
1: And as you see, sitting next to me is Brett Stabler. He's my new co-host. See you later, Will. <laughs> you he know, fired or quit? No, he, <laughs> a,
0: a short leave. Short yeah. leave. He's okay. still working for us. He's just working okay. for He's in back, another state. He went back state. east, right? Yeah.
1: I did get to talk to Will this week. And of course, you know, in true Will fashion... Everything that could go wrong on has, his,
0: go, has, has gone, gone, wrong. gone yeah, wrong. Yeah, typical.
1: I swear, like, he's just got, like, this cloud that just follows him. Yeah, and if well, it could go wrong, it did go wrong. So it's personal, pretty interesting.
2: Personal karma. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's our boy, Will. <laughs> yeah, that, That's our boy, Will.
1: All right, so you ready for today's show?
0: I'm ready. All Sitting right. Sitting right across from us, this big man that we have is Steve Higby. He is—he's uh, quite the driver Hello for everybody. for night transportation. He's—he's he's already run over a million miles. Actually, he's—he's he's a little over two million. Yeah, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna cut him short there. He's actually gone over two million miles. Um, he's been doing this and training for about eight years. He's trained almost a hundred uh, drivers that are out there in the in the field today driving trucks.
1: He's been um, working for us for like 14 years. Yep.
2: Only, I've only been in the business for just barely over fourteen years and most of it ninety nine point nine percent of that's with, with night. With transportation. Been Knight,
0: yep. And uh I had the I had the wonderful opportunity to actually run to run the Phoenix <laughs> Terminal, which actually houses this beautiful man <laughs> called six Steven. Six foot six. Six foot six college athlete, played at NAU basketball. Now, granted that was back when anybody could make the team, but that's okay. Wow. <laughs> It's, right. game <laughs> it's game on now. It's game on. Well, Steve, we're, we're glad you're here with us today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him one more introduction because I'm going to be nice here for just a second before we really get going. Because he, he knows my nature and, and we'll tease back and forth. But he, he is the hardest working driver I know. When I was running Phoenix, there was nobody, there's nobody like Steve. You could count on him for anything. He would take incredibly difficult or challenging trainees with him. And and if they didn't work with Steve, they weren't going to work with anybody. He ran all the time. And he's the only driver I have ever been with who has come into my office, presented his work to me over the course of like five years to show his improvements and what he's done And then ask for a raise. (laughs) (laughs) They they all ask for a raise, but he's the only one that came in and said, I deserve a raise. This is what I've done. Yeah. Prepared. And hey, I I think well I gave him exactly what he asked for. And I think I gave him even more than that. Because yeah, because he's he he was that good. So I appreciate I appreciate Steve. I appreciate everything he does. And now that's the last thing nice you're going to hear out of me.
2: Okay, good. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. That's uh, right.
2: The one, uh-huh. the one and only, uh-huh. Stephen Higby. Yeah. She says that now because it's a new relationship. Wait, she'll work into it.
3: <laughs> so
1: let's just dig, let's just get in and jump in both feet, right? We All need right. to get to know who is Steve.
2: Who well, is Steve?
1: So tell uh, us where'd well, you grow I, up. Where? I grew
2: up in mostly in Arizona for most of my life. My dad was in the Air Force, and so we traveled when I was young. But
1: so were you. Station? Where is he stationed at Luke or at Davis? Uh, he was
2: stationed in Davis monthan in, in Tucson. But okay. we were we were all over the world when I was very very young. And but my adult life is all high school, junior high, college. It's all been in the state of Arizona. I you know I it, it just it's the funniest way how i got into the industry when me and my wife got married and started dating
1: when did you get married first
2: oh it's gonna be 29 years in july okay. 29 that's she, awesome she's been putting up with me for a long, that, that, long time that is a tough thing to do i, I think i only
0: lasted two and a half years yeah, yeah. then you had to leave yeah and i had to get, in a get away straight from jacket. It. i don't i don't blame you
2: but we've been together 33 years so okay it's it was a process. Yeah. I can be a handful to deal with, as most people know. But um,
3: <laughs> her least. father was a, he,
2: he was very successful with uh, Goodrich in the rubber division, but that meant he had to travel to customers. So in when the we tire tired, mm-hmm. the tire rubber industry, all various uh, products that they would that he would sell uh, materials for. Okay, but that meant you were on the road a lot. So when we got together and we we figured out we were going to get married. Um, she told me, "I don't ever want you to have a job where you travel." Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's amazing how things change when you find out how much money you can actually make if I'm out here. But uh, you know, it uh, it's probably kept our marriage going. Trying to deal with me full time, as you well know, on a long time basis <laughs> is tough. Yeah. So, me getting out of the house probably is like the, our her. marriage. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, so, but uh, you know, I, I've only. Had about four jobs in my entire life. Really? Yeah, I, I'm almost 59 years old now, and I I just, when I do something, I try to do the best I can every day. So I don't want to go from thing God to thing job. to thing to thing. You develop relationships, you show them who you are, you get the respect that you earn and deserve, your pay increases, and if you go keep changing, 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 you have to start all over again. Yeah. And it just sure. it never made any sense to me, so um i've owned my own 7-eleven store she and i owned it really? for about 10 years
1: you still own it today No, or I if, you sold if
2: it? i owned it today young lady we wouldn't know each other but uh <laughs> you know and i was i was very good at that but just economics wrong market anything that goes along with owning a business sure that went away i was a car salesman I can totally Don't say even that. say can a damn that. word! Wow,
3: I can and totally I was
2: damn good at it, without
3: it too. Mind, without
2: a doubt, my mind—I was—I was one of the one number one or two guys every month. Shocking, and, I know, right? <laughs> Shocking. And everything they say about car salesmen it's is true. Is true. Uh, <laughs> you know, you—you you guys are all marks. Every one of you in this room. There's a running term. It's called taking somebody's head off. That came from the car industry. <laughs> when we, oh yeah, there's three ways to make money in a car deal finance, trade in, or whatever you're buying. When you take somebody's car, uh, head off, you take them in all three categories. If you ever want to buy a car, come and find me. And I'll show you how to get the best deal.
1: Oh, my gosh. You've got to be the best person to go That's, and buy a car because you already know the tricks of the trade. Yeah, so like I, you yeah. got to drive a batty.
2: When I went in, when we bought my, the last car I bought from my wife, I told her she could have anything she wanted. We were going to trade in two cars, go down to one car since I was on the road. Like yep. Mr. Stable said, I'm on the road a lot. And I said, you can have whatever you want. To my wife's credit, she didn't break me. She She went and bought... I'm going to give a plug here the Ford C-Max. It's a hybrid, partial electric, partial partial fuel. And um we went into the to the dealership and she uh I said she goes, "Just do your thing and get us a good deal." And I said, "Okay." So we sat there and and so he want of course they always want don't ever fall for this. They want to work the deal all together.
1: Never Hell work yeah. it together. Never
2: work it together. <laughs> Never. Have your financing. Have an idea what your car's worth. Have an idea of what the car you need to buy. You can find out anything on the Internet and work them separately to get the best number in every category. Then the number is what it's supposed to be. By the end of that thing, he goes, he, he said, oh, well, let's run your credit. Let's find out who you are. And I said, my credit's just fine, young man. You don't need to worry about a thing. Well, we everybody says that I'm going. This okay, so we worked through the deal. I get one. By the time we got done, the guy goes, "You sold cars, right?" And I go, "Yeah." And I'm a hell of a lot better at it than you are. (laughs) But uh, of course, and then yeah, of course, the arrogance comes out all the time. And and I sold, (laughs) I sold uh, insurance for a short time. Okay,
1: like car insurance, life insurance, Uh, all
2: of it together. I was, I have my, uh, I I believe it's called uh, seven license. Yeah. Okay. Um where I could sell uh, financial products as well. Um access to the market stocks, life insurance. Series 7, yeah. Series 7. Yep, exactly. Yep. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um
1: Wow, so you went from sales to It's Trump. a numbers
2: game. It it's a numbers game. They're all numbers games, okay? And so is this. You have to know your numbers. You have to know distances, miles, exit markers, routes, Plants. how to combine them so that you know you could do it on your time again with the numbers logs or time um it's one it's really my one only strength as far as who i think i am as far as the job i'm i'm really good with numbers and that includes how much i get paid <laughs> <laughs> and steve
0: uh, does just fine yeah right? i do
2: just fine um i do
0: yeah but he worked he works his I tail do i do him.
2: just i do fine there's no question about it. I I make a good deal of money for my family, but I make a hell of a lot more money for you guys. As far as I'm concerned, that's part of the gig. That's how you make yourself indispensable in whatever your job is. Right. Um, the more indispensable I am, the more value I hold to the company, the more secure I am in my job position. It's just the way my mind works, but it's all numbers, all of it. Running the clock... Um, knowing the miles, memorizing highways and the exits (laughs) and how many miles from here. I I don't have to guess how far I'm going to go. I just know because I already know the miles. Do you have to be successful to to be a truck driver and be able to do that? No, you don't have to. But if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the best at it. Maximize, yeah. I'm going to maximize my income. Contrary to popular belief, you don't see the country out there, folks. It looks the same from the interstate. There's got to be a, there has to be a motivating factor for me doing a good job, pride in what I do, pride in training the best trainees. That's what I do. That's what I'm going to do every time. Are some more difficult than others? Oh, yes, (laughs) they are. But uh, again, contrary to popular belief, people were not born with the same skill set. They don't learn the same. They don't have the same IQ. Language barrier is difficult in many occasions. And uh, I think the reason I've had some success is because I can find a way to communicate with anybody. I think the best people at their jobs can communicate. If you can communicate only one way, you suck at what you do.
0: <laughs> and We talked about that. We a did. Bit. We've talked yeah, about that yeah. a lot.
2: You yeah. suck at what you do. If you are not willing to give the effort to be able to read people and understand what motivates them right and what motivates you, you need to find something else to do. That's just it. The problem with the industry today is everybody just thinks you show up put your hands on a wheel and you could drive a truck. Yeah. yeah. It it's so much and trainers are the same way. They <laughs> think they show up, put somebody in their truck, make extra money, the guy learns he or he doesn't. You have to give effort. If you don't get effort, you get, you like a computer, it's only as good as who's putting the information in. Yeah. Huh? So, you know, you can always pick out the people who want to be better at their jobs. That's a strength for him. It's a strength for you.
0: Well, thank you, well, Steve. Yeah, thank
1: you.
2: You know, you, know, you, you have <laughs> to, that's what takes you to the next level as a leader in a position of power and authority.
1: So... I know you said that you were in your marriage that you were never going to be away.
2: That's, how, how did this So come why about? did you
1: get in trucking?
2: Well, well when, we, when we got rid of the 7-Eleven store, <clears throat> first of all, the 7-Eleven market is poor for that convenience store. Circle K and QTs, they do better. They have more stores, more money. 7-Elevens kind of have been phased out pretty much in the, in the oh. valley. Um, so we had to do something else. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, she was looking around, and every year you see the article, you know, oh, there's a shortage of truck drivers. First of all, whoever's getting paid to spread that rumor <clears throat> needs to be taken out and flogged in the square, okay, because it's <laughs> not true. I'm out there. There's not a lack of truck drivers. There's a lack of good truck drivers. There you go. Okay, that's the problem. But when she saw so she saw this. And she said, what do you think about this? And the initial thought that went through my brain goes, there goes that not being away from home thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, but you know, well, how long have you been married at that point? Uh, so we've been married 29 years in July, and I have now been driving for 14, so 15 years. So she's so, been, she so been she into she invested enough to know
0: this would be better if you. Know, maybe <laughs> he
2: needs to go away for a while. I've got the pool man coming over every week. I need to get you know. I need him out of the house. But uh, smart lady. I didn't marry her because she's dumb, but she, uh, yeah, she's a very smart lady, very opinionated. So. That's why I like you, okay? <laughs> yeah, I like the edge. I want that. It, it, it makes you be better. It pushes you. First woman I ever spent any considerable amount of time with that did not believe every word that came out of my mouth. So, oh, yeah, exactly right. Hey, I used to be gifted, okay, (laughs) uh, uh,
0: because I didn't believe a word that came out of your mouth from day one. You're a man, though. (laughs) See, you don't get all this sexiness, (laughs) you (laughs) don't understand it, you don't get it for all of our listeners (laughs) and viewers. This man is not short of confidence. We, call, we we refer to it as confidence, but we all know deep down it's, it's just this giant arrogance. arrogant ego.
2: I like to call it extremely self confident. Okay, <laughs> it sounds nicer. It sounds better. Sounds better. Yes. Okay? Okay. it's only arrogance if you can't back it up. Okay, okay. So oh. say, there, there you go.
3: There you go.
2: <laughs> but uh, so but so I went to school at AIT and um, I did very well. And I'm going to give you a story that I've told very <laughs> few people about because.
0: It's a great story, though.
2: It's embarrassing, first of all. So and
0: I want to hear it.
2: <laughs> so I, uh, I go, I, like I said, I did very well. I, the, it's a numbers game for me. I'm, I have a super good retention mm-hmm. ability. Uh, if I see something or read something, I usually don't forget it. I don't have to ever remember how to get to a customer. I remember it. I remember lengths on highways. I remember <clears throat> exit numbers for where the truck stops are. I don't have to look at the book. Right. And uh, so I, uh, I'm going through my process. I'm doing super good. I'm super confident about where I am. And then it comes time to test out for the CDL. Okay? I got 100% on the pre-trip. Got 100% on the brake test. I took out on the, on the driving test. Did amazingly well. I come back to do my backing and about halfway through the instructor goes, stop. You're hideous. What the hell are you doing? And he was right. I was horrible. Uh, so I get out. You know my yeah. you know how I am. My 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 temper when I think I've failed at something is not good. Short fuse. Yeah. Short fuse when I expect myself, I expect to do, management. I expect yep. to do well. Yes. Right. I expect to do well. Okay. And I, I was pathetic. I get out of the truck. Everybody goes through their things. He comes up to me afterwards. He goes, I don't know who the hell was in the truck at that backing test, but it sure as hell wasn't you. He brought, brings me in the next morning, retests me, and I got 100%. Oh, wow. Now I don't tell that story much because it's freaking embarrassing because now I, there's nowhere I, nowhere I can't back a truck Yeah, too. right. And they don't keep me around for my sparkling personality. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so, so I, but it just shows you even as the best uh, what I consider myself a very good driver. And I appreciate what Mr. Sable said. Uh, and I was, uh, it's very generous of him to say, I give my full effort. Every time I have somebody in my truck, I give my full effort. Every time I'm solo, a lot of guys do, um, so when I failed so miserably, what it told me was, it's like why we watch the U.S. Open for golf. We want to see somebody who's super good at something <laughs> fail for them to be average. Okay, that even the guys who are really super good at something can be horrible every once in a while. There's makes Dave, us human. Huh? It makes them human. That's It makes them more accessible to us as viewers. Going, mm-hmm. that looks just like something I would do right there. There's times I'm out with a trainee, and, and I'll be giving him some advice, and, and it, it just goes, he's probably looking at me and go, wow, I thought you were supposed to be good at this. but And I tell him, I go, I am good at this. There's just days where it's You're just off. not yeah. clicking. Yeah. okay The key is don't hit anything. Okay? <laughs> no matter how bad you may be. And I, there's days I still laugh at myself, still <laughs> laugh at myself about what I've done. And uh, and I tell them the one thing. First of all, all truck drivers are natural liars. Okay? <laughs> they're all natural liars. The first liar never stands a chance. Every story gets bigger <coughs> with the telling everyone. And it, you'll have drivers, oh, yeah, I put it in the hole every time. It's beautiful. Every time I do it, they're lying. Yeah. Okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> they're lying. Nobody does it perfect every time. But. I think that's one of the things that has saved me through the years. Yes, I'm extremely confident. Some might even say arrogant. They would. They might say that. It's a reasonable response, but I I never stop thinking I can do better. I never stop thinking I can be better than I was the day before. Proving every time. I tell my trainees every day, improve today. Just improve a little bit today. Every day, get a little bit better. Understand what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Any crazy stories with uh, trainees that, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you had to stop in the middle of an interstate and <laughs> okay. yank them out? I mean, so I don't know anything.
2: <laughs> you know what, I've only, yes, you you might not know this because you've been gone for a little while taking that bloated salary that they're paying for <laughs> oh, you oh my goodness, to do whatever yeah, the hell go, it is okay. you actually do. I don't even know anymore. Oh, but my uh, goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you, put me in front of the big, big boss, and I'll have your job in five minutes. I mean, <laughs>
0: Either that, or he'll say, "How in the world did you get such a bloated salary, too? How are you the, making this?" You, you know
2: what I want to know is, how the hell does everybody know how much money I make? You can, who knows how much money you make? Everybody knows I don't because know. you tell them. You haven't looked yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yates used to remind me all the time, "You make more money than I do," and I go, and I told him there's two reasons for that. I'm smarter than you are, and I'm better <laughs> at my looking. job than you are. Oh, I thought it was going to be I better, better looking. looking. Yeah. That's yeah. what he oh, says. Yeah, that, that's, give, three. that's a that's given. A, <laughs> I've been looking for that freaking job my whole life. And it's, <laughs> it's not out there. Uh, um, what was I saying? Uh,
1: memorable stories. Oh,
2: memorable stories. With uh, your
0: trainees, anything crazy out there.
2: Okay. Let's see. Okay. I, look, it's not a glamorous life we lead out in the truck. Right. If you've ever spent any time out there. And uh, there are times where you are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You gotta use the restroom. You have to use the restroom. Let's just—I I love this woman. She's just, <laughs> just so blunt to the point. She,
0: she knew it was coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, she knows. And he's sitting next to me, and I'm driving, and he looks at me, and I go, "We have an issue." He goes, "I have to use the restroom." I go, "Well, you know, put the flashlight." You you "No, no, it's a different kind of using the restroom." I go, "I go, we're in the middle of nowhere, man. Even I'm not good enough to materialize a truck stop. Make a decision. Let me know what you want to do." And he goes, are you going to tell everybody? And I go, oh, hell yes, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> but I promise never to use your name. <laughs> so we go down. He goes, no, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. How long do we have? I go about 50 miles to the next truck stop. And he goes, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm gonna wait. So oh, about, no. About five miles down the road, he goes, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. And so he pulled over, did what he had to do, got back in the truck. And I just go, listen. I'll never use your name, but everybody's going to know, man. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I never have used his name, but uh, it's. It happens. You have. Look, there's two things you have to be able to, to drive a truck and to survive out there the intelligence part of it yes that'll take you to the next level the extra effort it'll take you to the next level those i think those will make you better in, in the revenue for the company and for yourself but you've got to have a little certain toughness to you you were out there for what three days no week. it was a week a week yeah yeah steve told me when it got off he was crying he he knew if he got in the truck with me for his week <laughs> I, told him, right, right. I told him all right i told him that i would bring him home crying to his
0: mommy <laughs> back to get it up out back it up i want to just go back if we could rewind the tape where Steve says every truck driver's a liar, so you're gonna believe what Steve Passanelli tells not,
2: you. I am not a truck driver, <laughs> I drive a truck for a living. Okay, there's a difference. Okay, well, Passanelli's a truck driver. <laughs> okay, okay then, there we go. Oh, but uh, um, let's see, that's awesome. Uh, but no,
0: I, yeah, I spent that week out there with he him. You
2: spent that week out there with him.
1: Why didn't you go with Higby? I, I mean, tried. We could I tried,
0: that. and Higby was nervous that if I saw him in his actual day to day, that he wouldn't get the raises that he would come <laughs> in oh, annually and request. Oh, yeah, yeah. now we know. And so I just told uh-huh. Steve.
2: He's, he's, he's embarrassed to say that. I told him if he pissed me off, i leave him in the middle of the desert. <laughs> uh, honestly,
0: <laughs> honestly, Steve. Steve had so many trainees with him all the time that it could disrupt
2: in. it. It just yeah. was like. the rule was, and I don't know if this is still the rule there. My truck doesn't stay empty. Yeah. That was the rule. when Chris Van Cleef, uh, even Michael Yates would do that. Yeah. Even he understood that I was going to give full effort Yeah, and people that if, if somebody couldn't get along with the trainee for one reason or the other, I don't think we need to go in for some of the reasons that could pop up. Um, that they, they came to me. Yep. Yep. That was the rule. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. That means something to me. Right, Like I said, the ability to reach people and communicate with people, I think lifts you up into what you're bringing to the table as an employee or as a boss. Um, but another, there's another story, a couple other stories now. The, the, the fuel story that I, I get, I've only had two people have the unmitigated goal to ask me this question as a trainee. So I know how much fuel the truck will use. I pay attention to how far, when it goes down, how yeah. many miles I can get. Okay, so, but I, I'll push the envelope to maximize my day. Okay. So if I wanna stop and I wanna get to that fuel solution, that way I do it in one sequence and it saves me time in my day because truck stops are not what people think. You don't go in five minutes, you fuel up and you're gone. Okay, you're three deep in every island. Yep. Then you gotta wait for these guys who think that the world is set up just for them and nobody else (laughs) matters. Okay, and, and then you. I've move. seen that. You, I experienced you that. that.
0: and and the other drivers that are waiting, they get
2: furious. Oh my god! The message. Will the drivers in the lanes after you're done fueling, please, please, pull up all of the fuel on them. You would think that this would be common sense. It is not. See, then you start hearing the horns and ye- yeah. and guys yelling. You know, I hate the horn. You know that. Know if you got too. something to say, get out of the damn truck and talk to. Them. But uh, so we're coming down the road. And I've I've got the fuel solution. I've told him how far it is, and the red light comes on, and he's getting nervous, and I can see him getting nervous. I do it all the time. And he, he's he's getting nervous. The little light comes on. We're in the red, and I can see he wants to ask me. I can see, but no one's ever done this. And sooner, he just can't help himself anymore, and he looks over at me, and he says, uh, are we going to make it? <laughs> and I said, no, you know what, man? You caught me. I'm running out of fuel on purpose. You know why? Because I'm going to strap your dumb ass to the front of this truck and have you pull us <laughs> to the truck stop. I said, you got, yes, we're going to make it, okay? I'm not an idiot. And he goes, okay, okay. So, But I've had two people ask me a question. Now, the, the, my personality is the reason, and I can say this pretty confidently, I still talk to the guys, the first guy I ever trained still calls me. That's awesome. Yeah, still calls me. He's not with the company anymore, but he still calls to check on me. He's always been super generous on, on thanking me for what I've done, and I take a lot of pride in that. I take care of my guys in the truck. Okay, if they don't have money, I feed them. Okay, oh. I pay for all the showers. I think it takes the communication to the next level because they know I, I give but, a crap about what care. I'm doing. You, you have their back. Okay. Yeah, you care so, about I have their back. Not everybody comes to the table with the same set of skills or the same financial comfort zone, okay? And uh, they need to know that they're important. Am I going to allow them to take advantage of me and go out for steak dinners? No, of course not. But I'm not going to let people starve. It's because of the circumstances of when I got trained, how I was treated by my (coughs) trainer Warner, the worst experience of my life. Wow. He was absolutely hideous. He got I got he sat in the front seat with me for twenty minutes, got up, unstrapped his belt, went back and laid back down. We were seventy nine thousand pounds pulling load on a flatbed, wire train flatbed with Warner. I do not know, but and he got up and I go, Where the where the hell are you going? And he goes, I've been watching, you know what you're doing, you're okay. It's the only time he sat in the front seat with me. Wow. In four weeks. Oh. luckily my personality lends itself to being proactive yeah, yeah. and engaged and the schooling that I had, um, I, I knew what to do. I, I took care, you know, there's a couple of little instances where, you know, I'm Oh Christ. I hope I could slow this thing down, but, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I my personality is I'm engaged <clears throat> with them. I'm paying attention. Even when they think I'm not watching, I'm watching what they're doing, how they're reacting. And, I had, uh, my personality's pretty up front. <coughs>
0: oh, really? really?
2: Pretty up front. <laughs> okay. Pretty straightforward. Let's cut through the bullshit. Never want to right. guess, but Never okay. Never want to guess, but you're going to go with me on yeah, that? Okay. okay. I believe you. Um, Shocking. The, one of the funniest <laughs> incidences, and I'm sure at the time he didn't think it was so hilarious, but I thought it was hilarious as hell. <laughs> We're in Seattle. He'd been in my truck for three weeks. He's doing very well. He was listening, he, but he had he had a little bit of that... I, I think I know what I'm doing now. Think I got it. Uh-oh. I think I got yeah. this. I think I'm. I think I'm dialed in, and uh, we, can, we we we've got a load where we've got to get stopped by five, stopped and done by five, or we're gonna have to hold on to the load and deliver it the next day, and it's a Saturday, and then we can't pick up our next load, and it's a nightmare.
1: <coughs> right.
2: So we come to a, we come to an intersection, making a left hand turn. There's two left hand turn lanes, and you know, for people who don't know, you get in the outside left hand turn lane to come right around the traffic. He was in the wrong lane. He was in the inside lane. And I said, what'd you do wrong? He goes, I'm in the wrong damn lane, aren't I? I go, yes, you're in the wrong damn lane. Okay, so we're going to have to wait here until traffic clears on our right. And then we're going to have to pull around the corner, around and get on our street. Then we make that quick left and we're in our last stop. We'll be okay. We're going to be okay. Just relax, take a breath. It's no big deal. It happens. The minute the freaking light went green, he took off into the oh. intersection. Oh, no. And so I'm saying, stop. <clears throat> stop. And you know me. Look, my voice is loud. When I want to get something across, it goes through walls. And after two stops <clears throat> and him not reacting, I, you're going to have to beep this one out. I told him, <laughs> stop the fucking truck. <laughs> and he turns to me. And I'm not now I'm six six, two eighty five. And a former athlete. I can take care of myself. And he's about six foot tall, a munchkin. Is it a munchkin at the <laughs> And, and foot? he looks at me and he says, Shut the f up. You're making it worse.
0: Uh oh. Oh boy.
2: Okay. So knowing me the way you do, Mm -hmm. I could have taken the diplomatic (laughs) approach and realized that the pressure and the anxiety of the moment had gotten to him, or I could be me. Oh, boy. I said, stop the truck. As soon as this guy clears, take a corner. If you do not stop, you're going to take that guy's front end who's coming from the other direction. You're going to take his, and it was another truck. You're going to take his front end off. And if you do that, you're done. So he stopped, and I think he started to realize he had made a serious error in judgment. Yeah. So we come around the corner. <clears throat> I said, pull to the side. He goes, well, it's right. I, I don't care. Pull to the freaking side of the road. And he, he looks at me, and I said, set the brake. Put yourself on off-duty. I'm still training. Set the brake. Yeah. Put your flashes on. Put yourself on off-duty. And I turned to him, and I said, if you ever fucking talk to me like that again, I will throw your ass out of this truck, set your shit on fire, and leave you here. And um, oh my God. Now, and he and I have gotten wrong well, but there are two <laughs> things in the world you do not tell me to do. You do not tell me to shut up ever. Oh and you do not get up in my face. Now I am not a testosterone-filled <laughs> idiot Neanderthal who's looking for a fight on every corner. Okay, but if you if you get up in my face, I am going to push back every time. I I don't. I will no, not walk away. Yeah. I, it's just my personality. It's I. I'm just. And you're the same way. you know. Yeah, I know. We we, are, we we had a little. We, we, we had a, a little couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> And he and so he he looks at me and I can see he's he's gonna start crying. Now this is a grown man. Oh now boy. I don't think tears are a weakness. I don't think that. Yeah. Okay. But he had reacted poorly and I think he started to realize that he had really pushed Messed the up. envelope along. Yeah, the moment
0: right, got right. to him. Uh, it was yeah. too much pressure. Yeah. And some
2: people yeah. just do not handle pressure. Well, me? The big stuff like that, who cares? It's the little stuff that I feel I should be able to control that drives me to madness. Yeah. Okay. That where I have a problem and I want it fixed and I can't get anybody to do what I want them to do. They think I'm going to let it go. You know me. It's not let go until it comes off the checklist. (laughs) I'll call you every damn day until you Uh, fix it. I know. Yeah. So, uh, we get there and I said,
1: did you let him continue (laughs) on driving?
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's just a coaching moment. That's just a, that's, that's, it's a coaching moment. And it's a human being moment. You crossed the line with me.
0: And it wouldn't have been as impactful had you let him continue to drive while you're trying that, to teach him that's that. Right. That's right. I and
2: mean, I'm not going to interrupt his flow of concentration while he's driving 79,000 pounds down a road yeah. in a city street. So we we pull up into the establishment. Mm-hmm. I, I I run in there, and I say, "We're." it's like two to five. And I run in there, and you know me. I can talk people into almost anything. And I talked him in. You don't know this, but I'm pretty, pretty good at it. That's why I mean, go,
1: you just told me you were a car salesman. You yeah, were like, I get it. I'm pretty
2: good at it. So I walk in there, and I'm going, I know we're close, but you got to take us. And he goes, okay, put it on the dock. So I come back outside, and there's only two or three pallets left in it. And I say, flip it around inside the lot, and we're going to go onto this dock right here. He flipped it around, and he put it right on the dock. First time.
1: Awesome. We'd been in, the,
2: we'd been in there for yeah. about three weeks. He had been learning. He was doing well. I walked up to the side of the window, and I go, it's a damn shame you have no ability to handle pressure because you might actually be pretty good at this. And so I walk inside. They, they pull the stuff off. I walk back inside, and he is he's crying when Ugh. I come back. <clears throat> and I go, okay. So... Uh, that's not me. You know me. It, yeah, you know, I, I just don't react like that. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's a weakness. I don't think you're some sort of it's a person. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody, you know, I've made him cry. I know he shuts the door and <laughs> <He> goes, <laughs> goes, he goes home, he goes home and cries. And, yeah. well, he, he was mean oh, to me. Man. Okay. But I get in there I go, listen, what's the problem here? And he goes, well, you're mad. And I go, yeah. Um, you didn't listen. As far as I'm concerned, we're done, though, now. We're good. I've gotten out what I needed to say. You've taken it in. You did a great job. We finished the low. We're good to go. We're going to go pick up this other thing. And then we're going to get stopped. He goes, well, are you going to call and tell somebody? I go, tell them what? That you screwed up? Everybody does. And you told me to f off? I... You're, you're not. I'm telling you, you're not the baddest person who's ever told me that, and you probably won't be the last person that ever says it to me. I, I, I'm, I, I don't care. I said you need. I need to get you ready. He goes, and I said, "You're. What are you worried about? You're going to get fired?" And he goes, "Well, I know those people know who you are, and and they told me that if you can't train somebody, that they just they just basically fire." Them. <laughs> And I said, "Well, there is some some concrete evidence of that, but you're not one of those guys. You're doing fine." You know, the guy thought I was. We were going to get him fired. He he thought, and he says to me, and I took a lot of pride in this. He he said, "Listen, I know, I know, I don't do the pressure thing well, but I just don't. And, and you know, I have some problems." And I go, "Yeah, yes, you do. You have a few problems. <laughs> uh, I just don't think anybody else would put up with me in the truck." If they, if they tell me that you won't train me anymore, I go, listen, we got a week left, man. Relax. There ain't yeah. nobody I can't put up with yeah, for a week. relax. And, and <laughs> plus, you haven't been that bad. Listen, one of my strengths is to being able to deal with multiple personalities. Oh, yeah, because there's I, all
3: kinds of them. Because
2: if... The six people in this room, I guarantee you I could say one sentence to each of you and everybody would take it a different way. True statement. Right. And yep, everybody yep. would understand it in a different way. Right. You must be able to communicate and the people who do it best are gonna rule the world. You got it. Right. Okay, so um what was I saying?
1: <laughs> well, you were talking about my phone.
2: No, so... You were talking
0: about he was afraid of getting fired? You said the I can handle get a little fired. Little
2: so... <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. And, and
2: he was... So he surfed from the net. So I like... When I go through the training process, I, I, I try to cover all aspects of it. Okay? Not only driving and backing... But our programs, so the 401k, yeah. Yeah. health insurance, the new stock dividend plan that you get as a million yeah. mile driver, which I don't even pay attention to, but I just know that it's coming into my account. Yeah. I'm just because five years is a long time, so I just going to let it do its thing. Yeah. till they till they vest.
1: <laughs> one uh, year they vest in one year.
2: That's not what I was told. For yeah.
1: your five hundred thousand, invest in one year, but we'll talk later.
2: Okay, so <laughs> I try to go through everything because there's a lot of competition out there. Everybody thinks that something's going to be, this one thing's better. Okay, but we'll look at the five things that are worse, okay? You've got to have a perspective. When I make a decision whether I think I need to move on, I take my entire driving career into perspective, <coughs> which includes him. Okay, this, have, knowing him, <coughs> look, I give him a hard time, but he looks out for me. Um, so... <coughs> excuse me.
1: He really likes you, Stabler. I don't know why. Well, he does.
2: You know, he looks out for me, so um, I can be a handful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. We just need to talk to Mrs. Higby.
2: Oof, (laughs) sainthood. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he handles me better than anybody's ever handled me in any job I've ever had.
1: I need to write that down just in case.
2: It's true. It's true. It's true. He didn't always agree with me when I couldn't. There's a couple times I walked in there. And I, I went off on him and I told him, this is ridiculous, stupid corporate bullshit that you're handing me here. And he would look at me and he would just sit there and watch me and listen to me for a little while. And he go, you kind of crossed the line now. We're pretty much done here. That told me everything I had done. I wasn't going to get my way. He wasn't going to agree with me and we were done. He didn't call me a jackass or tell me you're a jerk or I don't want to ever hear from your opinion again. You know. But, uh. It's except he let me spout off my bullshit and then <laughs> we moved
0: on with the day. <laughs> Let's say there's a there's a driver out there, that's doing yes, really that's doing great and he's thinking about training. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give him?
2: Make sure you know what you're getting to, into. Don't pretend like you know everything. I have a line I tell every trainee that comes into my truck. If I I'm not gonna lie to you or tell you something i know something when i don't my ego is just fine if i don't know something sure we'll find out okay right have a basis Mm -hmm. of knowledge have driven all over the country so you have an assemblance of idea of what you're going to deal with in all those very different areas i think they have to be a communicator before anybody gets in my truck i spend 15, 20, 25 minutes either on the phone or in, in person when we come to the truck, finding out who they are. Some people will say, well, that's an invasion of privacy. No. You know, it's not. If you do it correctly and put it in, in like we just, we've been talking about this yep. the whole day, how how you communicate, how can you get what you need from them to do the best job mm-hmm. and make them want to give it to you? Sure. Okay? Okay. Don't just how much money do you make? Okay, what'd you do? Are you married? Okay, put it in the conversation. They have to know that you give a crap about who they are. Right. right. You know this, but you both know that you've been doing this long enough. <clears throat> People love to talk about themselves. Sure, yep. You just got to give them the right opportunity to yep. do it. You gotta
1: ask the right questions. Okay,
2: the reason that I think this is one of the most important things and one of the most important things you, you folks should pay attention to, can you get that information? Who they are before they get in the truck is vital information. Yeah. Some people at Corporate might not agree with me. Can we get a warm body in a seat? Okay, can he pass a test? Does he have the money for the school? Let's go. Not true. Do you want to continue to pour what I consider, by the way, and here's a huge compliment for Night Transportation, an unbelievably competitive program when it comes to what you're getting for what you're paying and the amount of money you're paying them to be on the road. It's unbelievably generous as far as I'm concerned. Well done by everybody. Maybe you're getting a better class of people. Maybe you're getting more people who really understand there's money to be. But if you find out who that trainee is, a little bit more vetting service. What have they done for a living? Have they been in an office their whole life? Okay. Are they used to making decisions on their own? How do they handle pressure? You can get to how they react to the questions. And the most important thing, and I hate to say this, but it's just simply reality of what we're living. What are you used to making? How are you doing? What are you used to making in your life? Okay? Because if you can get that answer, and I, I have never in the entire time I've trained had one guy look at me and go, I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that. They tell me every time. Because if I know that I've got a guy that's made $38,000, $40,000, I own him. He knows if I can get him to understand how much I give a crap about what he's doing, we're going to keep him because he's going to be able to make more money and be paid for work done driving a truck than he has ever seen in his life if he just listens to what I tell him. Right. Okay, If he's been in an office his whole life, stamina. Okay, tells me that they're not yeah. used to working. I mean, he, you, this guy, He, if you get him to work a four-hour day, he's exhausted. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I mean, he's exhausted.
1: Well, Steve, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and talk to us.
0: It was my pleasure. It was
1: definitely entertaining. I can honestly say that
0: <laughs> organized chaos as we'd like to call it yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Entertaining. the yeah. first organized. part was more yep. better
2: more better than the second part is good huh there's
1: more are good more
0: <laughs> Mobettas are good yeah so yeah but hey we appreciate you being here we appreciate your thoughts we want our audience to know we appreciate you viewing and listening Stream us wherever you're at, whether it's, it's in YouTube, whether you're on social media, at Beyond the Rig, podcasts, wherever you can find us. Go out and like us, find it, listen. I'm Brett Stabler. This is Linda Domini, and let's keep on trucking.
2: We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 10-10 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at beyond the rig and drive night until next time. Be safe out there and keep trucking.